Hi there, and welcome. I'm Bruce, this is Speed and Color. On today's episode, we're gonna sit down with a gentleman in Ontario, my first remote recording. We're gonna talk about an event he has planned for this summer, uh, late in July, I believe. Uh, more details here as we talk with him. Lee Sipes is putting this event together and uh, I think it's going to be spectacular. I'm really looking forward to it. Karen and I will be making the trip down there. I'll also let you know that at the end of this video, I'm going to give you an update on what's going on or at least what I know is going on at Revolution Magazine. Uh, give you my opinion uh, and a bit of an update. So if you're interested, stick around to the end of the, the video. All right, let's uh, join Lee in conversation and find out what the heck is going on in Durham, Ontario this summer. All right, welcome to another Speed and Color podcast and YouTube video. Um, Today's episode is, uh, is kind of cool. Uh, earlier uh, in 2023, I was down in Ontario, southwestern Ontario. I was down in Stratford visiting family. And I happened to find out about this event going on at Shakespeare Brewing. Um, it was for Dice Magazine. They had some stuff going on. There was going to be some bikes on display, a uh, bit of a show. So Karen and I headed over to, uh, to, sh to the town of Shakespeare, where Shakespeare Brewing is, and found a bunch of super cool bobbers and choppers. And just, I, you know, I got to tell you, I was really impressed with, uh, with the machines and, and the whole vibe of the place. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we bought a beer and walked around and met people and stuff. And unfortunately, uh, I wasn't able to tag up with my guest at the show, uh, but I did tag up with him afterwards, and we've kind of been corresponding and helping each other out, and uh, we'll tell you all about why we're doing that in a second. Uh, but I, uh, I want to welcome Lee Sipes from the Bad Living Road Show, um, and you are based out of where, Lee? Uh, I'm based out of Waterloo, Ontario. Okay, you're out of Waterloo. I'm out of Waterloo. And, yeah, Kitchener, and, Kitchener, Waterloo. And Bad Living's going to be in Durham, and we were in Shakespeare, and yep. and our good friend over at Perth County Moto, Jeff and Linz, yep. uh, they're over in Stratford. So that gives you a bit of, of the the lay of the land down there. But anyway, uh, South, well, yeah, Southern Lee. Ontario kind of is where we all yeah we're all situated there. Yeah, yeah, southwestern Ontario. Yeah. Yep. So welcome, Lee. Um, we're going to have a conversation, talk about uh, your event, talk about you, talk about what's going on, and uh, yeah, let's kick it off and get started. So if you're ready, yeah, um, let's go. I'm going to throw the first question at you. Sure thing. Um, give us some foundational information about Lee. Uh, you know, you just told us where you live, but what do you do for a living? Uh, you know, where are you married, uh, single? Um, you know, those, those kinds of things. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, my name is Lee. I, uh, I grew up in, I, I was born out in, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, 
uh, and I've lived in in uh, southern Ontario most of my life. I grew up in a town called Drayton, which is a small town, uh, and now I live in Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, I'm married. I've uh, been around bikes my whole life. Um, my you know, going back to my great grandfather, he he was involved. He he had a, a bunch of bikes, rode bikes during World War II. Came back, had bikes. He was uh, he was the original, the OG in the family for sure. My grandfather, same thing. Um, my grandfather was an Indian guy. He had a lot of Indians, and my dad is a Harley guy as well. Okay. And now me. Um, for for a living, I mean, I do you know I do a lot of this stuff on the side. I have a full time gig on top of this. You know all the show stuff that I do and the bikes and all that stuff. Uh, I work in the aerospace industry. I have for over a decade now. Um, work currently. I work at a place where we uh, supply a, a number of components for uh, you know military jets and things of that nature. Yeah, okay. So that's cool. what I do for a living full time. Yeah, yeah, nice. uh, yeah. I work on a machine there, so I'm you know. Blue, blue collar guy. Is that right in Waterloo or right in that area? It's in it's in Kitchener, yeah. It's in Kitchener, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Right on. Um yeah, you you touched on it there a second ago. I, I read some stuff that you have a fairly rich motorcycling history uh in your family. There there's a lot of heritage there. Uh, maybe you could tell us a, a bit more about that and and what got you into motorcycles and where you at now. I, I know you've owned several motorcycles, and I think you own a, a few of them there now. <laughs> yeah, I got my my wife might say too many. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that. Yeah, <laughs> they, always, they always say that. Yeah. Any more than zero, I think, is too many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up, I. Uh, you know, some of my earliest memories. I mean, my dad had bikes when I was, you know, when I was born. Now he had, you know, Japanese bikes, smaller Hondas and Suzuki's and things like that. Um, but I always remember, you know, going to my grandma's house, my, my grandfather, they, they lived in, uh, in Kitchener while I was growing up. And, you know, I go over to their house all the time and there was always three or four bikes in the garage. Again, usually at that stage of his life, it was also most mostly Japanese bikes. Um, he had a, a 1981 Honda Goldwing that, uh, it belongs to me now it's in storage, but I've, I've had that bike for a number of years now. Um, I don't really ride it or anything. I just kind of, it just kind of sits there with his gloves and his, uh, his stuff in it. And it just, it just sits there kind of as a bit of a time capsule for me. Kind of a legacy but, piece. Yeah. And that, and that was the bike that I, you know, when I, when I turned 16, um, my dad took me to get my motorcycle license on my birthday and, and that was the bike that I was riding first, you know, that when I, when I kind of got going, um, you know, I, I think back about, you know, sitting at my, my grandparents' house and my great grand, there's a picture of my great grandfather that was always on the wall going down into the basement of my grandma's house growing up. And it was him at Daytona bike week talking to this biker. And it was kind of a picture from an overhead view of him talking to this guy on this crazy, crazy custom bike. And, and, and cause my grandfather was, he was, he was a bit of a, a wild man himself and he rode a lot of harleys and stuff like that back in the day back in the 30s into the 40s and 50s and then raced stock cars later in life and he was he was quite the he was the he was the family wild man so i kind of think i got a little bit from him <laughs> right on good good and how many bikes have you got right now right now i have seven or eight. Oh, okay yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple, I got a couple of Hondas. Uh, 
I have a, a little CB that I bought my wife that I'm, I'm just kind of getting it cleaned up a little bit. Uh, I have the Goldwing that's in storage. I have my my 64 pan. I have my 01 Softail. Um, I have a 91 FXRT that I'm putting together right now. And then I have another, uh, call it a chopper. Uh, it's kind of a mix of a bunch of different stuff, but it's got a it's got an old um, pan shovel, an STD case pan shovel with a spooth, uh, spooth transmission and a pan head frame. Okay. That's kind of a local history club bike that I got through a, a longtime friend of mine um, that went through his family for the past couple of decades and uh, and then it came to me. So it's kind of a that's kind of the maybe maybe, you know, the, the next one after the FXR that I'm going to do, see what happens with that. I'm not sure yet. Now, um, the 64 pan, is that yeah. the hippie freak purple one that I yeah, saw? Yeah, that, that's the, that's the purple, the, the hippie freak. Yeah. 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 That's a beautiful bike. Man, yeah. Yeah. That, nice. that bike, that was kind of my, that was kind of my first vintage bike that I had owned. I bought that bike. Hmm. How many years ago? Probably nine years ago now. I want to say probably not almost almost ten, but probably nine years ago. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny how that came about. It was kind of a wild story. Like I, I had started to hang around a couple of guys that were into older bikes, and it was something that was really interesting to me. I had already, I had already started, you know, working with Freedom Machine. Kind of, in, I don't, I, I don't even know if it, it had just started or it hadn't quite started yet. And we were just kind of talking, going around and doing some ideas. And at the time I had run um, kind of a, a community Facebook page that that was kind of involving the, the vintage bikes and the custom bikes. And it had a, a decent following. So they had approached me about doing some advertising and maybe working with them and getting some of my followers, you know, to kind of, to you know, get interested in the show in, the, in those early days. And that's how I got, got going with Free Machine. But I was hanging around um, my buddy Andy's place, actually. And he had a pan head uh, sitting on a shelf. And it was, it actually didn't even have, I think it had knuckle heads at the time, but it was a pan head bottom end. And it was aftermarket, you know, and, but it was just kind of sitting there. I was looking at him like, man, that's really cool. And he was building this, this crazy Norton at the time that was super, super nice. Uh, I think, I think it was just in recently. I think it was just in Dice Magazine recently. Um, but he, he, he races with like the lowbrow race team and all that. So he's, and, and okay. he's a solid dude. Yeah. And, uh, we were sitting there and I was looking at this, this, this motor and I was like, man, I would love to get something. And I was in school at the time. I had, I had been working for a while, but I went back to school and, uh, and was, I went back to school for, for business marketing and I was trying to do something different. Cause I kind of had been working. It's, I ended up going to the basically back to the exact same job after I graduated, but at least I went there with a college degree, right. but, uh, but it was just kind of at a time where I felt like I, I wanted to do that. And, and so I was in school. And I was looking at, you know, I was I was looking at this motor. I'm like, I would really like to maybe do something like that, but it was kind of a pipe dream. And I think it was maybe the next week. Um, I was just kind of looking around on the internet, and I was on Auto Trader, and there was this this ad for a 1964 Panhead. I don't even remember if it was the if the year was on it. I might have just said Panhead, and it was a really sketchy looking ad. The pictures were terrible. There was only like pictures of half the bike and there was only two pictures and they were grainy. <laughs> and it was just kind of a weird thing, but it was in Mississauga, which was, you know, about half an hour away from me. So it was pretty right. close. 
so it was a Wednesday night and I called him up and it was a, 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 a woman that answered the phone, an older woman. She's like, I'm like, yeah, is this bike, you know, is, is it real? She goes, yeah, I'm selling it. It was my husband's. He passed away, you know, some time ago and it's been sitting for a long time and we're moving back to England and we're clearing everything out. I'm like, okay, well, I'd like to come and see it. And, uh, she's like, okay. So I went down on a Wednesday night and you know, it was, it was lying there in the garage. It was under a old, old, it was like, there was a huge old aquarium sitting on top of it and a dead Christmas tree and all this garbage. And we kind of cleared it away and there it was. And it was like this, you know, it was like kind of one of those barn find situations. It was just kind of this, this discarded bike and it was there and it was complete and it was rolling and it was pretty tired and it was all done up in that kind of classic 80s style, all blacked out with the, you know, three and a half gallon tanks and, you know, 16 front and rear wheels. It was, you know, that, that kind of, right. that cat squasher front end looking type bike. And, and, uh, and I was like, Oh, it's, it's great. And, and, and I kind of threw out a, you know, being a student at the time I had, you know, next to no money. And I threw out a number that was, you know, in, in, if I was in their position, would have been horribly offensive, and, and they accepted immediately. Wow. So I could I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so so I then I had to because I was kind of talking out my ass. So I had to uh, I had to figure out a way to come up with that money. So that my first panhead was bought with student loans and credit card. <laughs> That's pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went with that. Right but. But yeah, and then and then uh, in that weekend, I went with my buddy Andy there in his van, and we picked it up and and brought it home, and and that kicked. Uh, you know, I I already had a few different bikes. You know, I had I had my soft tail already, uh-huh. and I had a road king before that, and a couple other bikes, but they were always newer. So this was kind of my first, uh, you know, my first right. old bike, and uh, and it took me about four years to get it to where you you saw it, right? And I've had it, I've had it on the road for about five now, four or five now. So okay. Super yeah. cool bike, very nice. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, that bike was uh, that bike was a lot of fun to put together. It took you know, it was I, I my original like my like my plan always is I always start off very simple and I'm not going to do a lot and then it kind of snowballs and I end up doing way too much. Right. Um, but that bike, you know, I would say it probably opened a couple of doors for me. You know, it was it was something that I really enjoyed building. I got to get get my hands dirty on a lot of stuff and um, one of my very close friends now jason parker built the motor and he, he's one of the one of the best in in north america in my opinion doing that stuff so that's you know for me i'm really happy to have something that he's worked on on that bike and and everything else you know i painted it with my with my good buddy matt in his uh his dad's basement and their fruit cellar like you know like it's just kind of like one of those things you know and and uh and matt's dad has passed away now but he was really excited he was he he rode bands back in the day and he was really excited to have something like that in and around his house and, uh, and Matt really, you know, he really hooked me up with that stuff. You know, we kind of, he, he did a lot on that bike and, and, and I was able to get my, my hands dirty on it too. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a blast. Yeah. It was yeah. really, it really brought a lot of people together that bike. And then, and then when I got it finished, it was really great. Cause then you know, revolution put it on their, on their cover and it was a whole big deal. And that bike, you know, it got me, it opened a lot of doors. So that was pretty, that was pretty great. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. Very nice. I really liked it. Uh, looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah. Um, so moving towards the show, I understand that you have some uh, event planning experience, motorcycle shows, you've done some stuff in the past. Um, maybe just give us an idea of, of what you've done and how it's 
equipped you to uh, to take on the challenge that you've taken sure. on now? Well, you know, I've I've worked kind of off and on in the bike industry for a lot of years. Um, I spent a short time working for Harley Davidson, but I've worked at a number of different custom shops dating back to high school. You know, I got my first bike shop job as, as a co-op in uh, in grade 12. And I worked for a, for a company called uh, Richards Custom Cycle or R- RCC Turbos. And it was mostly a, uh, it was a high performance shop, did a lot of drag bikes, mostly Hayabusa's or Suzuki based stuff. So Hayabusa's or Jicks or 1000s, you know, but he, he had, um, there was still Harleys that came to the shop and I, and that was where I kind of got, got my feet wet into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, you know, through that, that kind of morphed into me being involved in doing some show stuff or, or doing at least booth set shows. You know, I started doing some swap meet booths with, um, another guy that I worked for, for some time. And then through that transitioning into getting involved with freedom machine, uh, which is, you know, that, that's kind of been something I've done for the last, uh, I think there was, there was, you know, eight years, nine years, something like that. And freedom uh, machine is what? So Freedom Machine, the Freedom Machine Vintage and Custom Motorcycle Show was the show that that uh, existed at the venue that I am taking over now. Oh, um, okay. So okay. it it went for it went for a number of years, um, and is you know it's it's definitely it's definitely one of the things that you know inspired me to keep going with this stuff. Um, it went up until last year, and then the, there was a few partners, and they they kind of decided to uh, that was kind of where they wanted to cap it off. Um, one guy had moved away. The other guy was kind of looking to spend some more time with his family and stuff. And I kind of, you know, I worked with them on that show for so many years and I was kind of left thinking, you know, I would like to maybe do something and take up that mantle and maybe see if I can, you know, create something, you know, new and fresh, but also pay homage to kind of where it had been going, you know? Right. Right. So that's that was the the big push in the in the the you know over all those years working with that show I, I developed a lot of contacts and a lot of connections and and uh, and networked for 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 many years. So when I wanted to do something, it wasn't I you know it wasn't a, a totally foreign concept to me. I was able to go out and reach out to people and start getting the ball rolling pretty quick. Right. Good. Hey, you know, you just mentioned something too that uh, that I was going to talk to you about is. I mean, I've just stuck my toe in, so to speak, in, in the waters down there. Um, but there are so many connections. You guys all seem connected. I found the uh, Sketchy Chopper Society podcast. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now it looks like they haven't done anything since 2022. Um, yeah. But, you know, listening to a couple of those podcasts... Yeah, they I've been on that. I've been on that podcast before. Those guys have been out yeah, to my house before. Your name yeah. came up. They referenced a bunch of other guys, guys that I've heard on other podcasts, and yep. um, you know, it just seems like the whole community down there, uh, Perth County Moto being a part of that. Yeah, uh, you know, Revolution Magazine, which we can talk about in a minute. We're not sure where that's at right now. Um, yeah, but uh, all that stuff. You guys seem to have a great community and a lot of good connection. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that, a lot of that, I would say, you know, that's developed through a number of the different shows that we had out here. Freedom Machine being one of them. Um, there were some other great ones like Clutch Society in Toronto uh, that Dan Lim did through the, uh, the, the, sh- the big bike show that happened in downtown Toronto. Okay. Um, there, there's things like, uh, like Roll the Bones in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
fantastic show and a lot right. of people go there. I've been there. I've showcased my, the year that I uh, finished my panhead. That was the first place I showcased it. Um, through, you know, Re- you know, revolution magazine. There's lots of, uh, lots of us have gone, you know, through that magazine. And, and, you know, I read that magazine for many years before ever getting involved with them and, and, and then having my bike there and I ended up working for them for some time and wrote re- and was writing for them for a little while as well. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just that, you know, the world is, the world is pretty small, you know, the, the, the bike industry, there's a lot of people, but there's not really a ton of people that are doing things all the time. Right. So once you kind of get into the inner circles, it's a lot of the same people over and over again. And when you make those connections, um, you can, and you kind of see how the, you know, how things are made, how things are made, you can, you can, you know, kind of traverse that, that thing pretty easily. Right. Right. Cool. So all of this, um, leads me to your new show and I'll let you give the title of it and everything. Um, Tell us, tell us what you're doing there and what you got going. Sure. Uh, the new show is called the bad living road show. Um, the name is the name kind of stemmed from, it's actually funny. It actually stems back to, to high school for me. So the, uh, I, I was, when I was brainstorming different names, I wanted something that was kind of unique to me, but I, I, I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go. I know what I wanted out of the show, but naming something, naming things is, is, is difficult. And I, uh, I, I was thinking about this experience I had in high school with my guidance counselor, actually, because in high school, I always wanted to be a motorcycle mechanic. That was like, ever since I was a kid, that was, that was it. And that never happened for me, but that's what, you know, at that time, that's what I wanted for, for myself. And I remember sitting there in the guidance counselor's office and there was a thing they, they would bring us all in and ask us what we wanted to do for a living. And then once we gave them kind of a general idea, they'd get us some information and then, you know, kind of send us on our way. It was pretty, pretty whatever. But she, uh, I said that I wanted to be a motorcycle mechanic and she did her little search thing on her computer and brought it up and it brought up the average salary and, uh, and a few other things. And and she looked at it and goes, motorcycle mechanic, look at that. That's a bad living. (laughs) 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 said The average salary was like 13 bucks an hour or something like that. She goes, you got to pick something else. (laughs) Right on. And it's funny because that always, that stuck with me for so many years. And when I was thinking about it, um, I, uh, that I, I remembered that and I was like, you know what, that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of fitting for the show. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, so yeah, I, uh, I kind of came up with that concept and then I started pitching the idea to a few of my friends, um, both, you know, kind of guys doing builds, um, some of the businesses I worked in in the past and found that there was a lot of support and that there was definitely a need for something. Um, and, and it, they seemed pretty excited about me wanting to kind of take the mantle. So it, it, uh, motivated me to, to, to actually start doing something and pushing something. Cool. And now that the ball is starting to roll a little bit more, we're starting to get some more sponsors on board There's some great sponsors on board. Now, uh, Royal Distributing is coming in a big way. Lowbrow Custom stepped up. Um, we have, you know, a, a ton of people, like a ton of people and, wow. and, and, and we're doing the giveaway bike now. So we're doing a 67 Triumph that's going to be a custom build, ground up custom build that we're going to give away. Black Horse Cycle, one of my best friends, Adam, he's he's doing the motor. And he's going to help a lot with the build. Um, Back Corner Studios, they uh, they want to paint the bike. Uh, JP Powder Coating is going to come in and do some stuff. Uh, again, Royal is going to step up and do some of the parts on that. Like it's 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 really great. They're really uh, 
yeah, they're really they're really standing behind it, which is is exciting, and it 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 definitely motivates me to make sure that this is something something substantial and serious. It's not just right. a flat and anything. Yeah, right. Now yeah. you said a '67 Triumph. I thought I had saw some posts about a different bike you were building. Was that for the show or? Uh, I got a few different things on the go, but okay. the the '67 is for the show. Okay, that's the, that's the one that's for the show. So I'm doing some other stuff for myself. I got the FXR for myself and another chopper for myself, and okay. it, it all kind of gets blended together. But the the Triumph is for the show. Okay, and I'm I'm curious. You're giving the Triumph away. Yep. How's that funded? How, what do you do in there? How how do you make well, that work out? I'm, I mean, you know, out of my own pocket, a lot of it, and 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 then the sponsors, you know. So we uh, we 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 figure it out. You know, we build a bike and. And, uh, when people, so the way that it, it, it has always worked and it was a similar, it was a similar, um, method at freedom machine. And essentially we build the bike and attendees of the show, you pay for your admission to the show for your weekend pass. I, I have, I have a different levels of pass this year. Freedom machine was always only a one day event it would go from 12 and you know, noon, and then you'd have your camping and then you get kicked out on Sunday where I'm running it from Friday afternoon, all the way till Sunday at noon. So, so I'm, so the Friday kicks off at four o'clock in the afternoon. You can buy a weekend pass. that includes all that stuff. And that includes you for all of the, the Friday night stuff, our pre-party. Um, I got a bunch of bands coming. I got some really cool features for that night. It's just going to be a great, you know, a great uh, hangout and a great party uh, leading up to the show. And then Saturday's the big show and all the displays and all the vendors and everything that'll be there. Right. And then uh, at the end of Saturday, we, we just give a bike away to someone. We just, we just call everybody up and we, uh, we pick someone out of a hat and there you go. Have a free bike. Adios. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. Good stuff. So what uh, what do we got for activities? We we got three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, what so, kind of activities you got planned? I don't want to let I don't want to let too much out right now because I got some stuff in the works. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it's gonna and there's gonna be enough going on. I think it's gonna it's gonna have people's attention, and and I think that it, the show is gonna grow as the years goes on. The years go on as well, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make sure that that it grows with uh with better features as the years go on but you know i'm i you know what's really important to me i used to be involved uh in bands and stuff like that back when i was a lot younger i used to tour in a band and 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 played music for when i was in my early 20s so music is a big part of my life and uh i'm getting out a lot of great bands i have a a record label called pink lemonade records that are going to be supplying all the music for the show um great great group of guys uh, have a lot of great connections in the music industry so we're going to have some fun stuff going on that way um not kind of the classic cover bands, you know, it's going to be some, some pretty lively stuff. It's, I think it's going to be good. Great. Great. So is it going to be a long distance award? <laughs> Cause uh, that's, well, the one, that's the one I'm going for, buddy. I got someone coming from Texas, so I think they might got you beat. Oh, son <laughs> of a gun. I might have to take the long way to Durham. <laughs> yeah, take the long way. <laughs> Ontario via Alaska. <laughs> Uh, right on. So yeah, I'll have, I'll have some Texas. different stuff. I'm working with some different sponsors and stuff, and we'll do some some fun little things like that. Um, you know, I really want. You know, what's important for me with the show is, you know, 
not just awarding individuals like there is there is always going to be something like that but I, I i just really like to celebrate what this stuff is and celebrate the culture <laughs> behind it um celebrate you know the vintage culture obviously is very important to me and it's something that i really really enjoy so that's a major feature of this show but you know i also want to be able to draw in some of you know what's happening now which the 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 custom and vintage market is is such a rich market but it's not they're not making any more of those bikes right so bikes get built you know and things happen over the years but it's not this ever expanding thing it's it's uh you know it's it's got a it's got a limit to it so yeah. i want to be able to draw in people that are not only interested in that but are interested in the other aspects too so i want to have um an area for say you know, performance builds, Dyna's FXRs, things like that. Um, guys that are doing, you know, cool custom stuff, paint, uh, you know, performance parts, everything, but but not just in this vintage kind of, you know, in this vintage realm. You know, I want to bring right. it into the into some of the modern builds as well and showcase right. those. Cool. And there's a, there, I, I always felt like there was a lot of crossover. You know, some guys build a chopper, but they also have another bike that they ride distance or, or, or vice versa. Right. And I I don't think there's really any reason to, to segregate those things. I think those are a great thing to bring together. Right. Cool. Uh, you probably don't want to tip me off, but is there going to be a swap meet? Should I plan on bringing something home? or We've tried to do swap meets in the past, and it's tricky. Um, it's tricky just because of uh how our vendors are set up and then to have swap meet booths on top of that it is it's it's challenging i always felt like swap meet should be standalone events um to try to throw one on top of things can get a little bit it's a little bit you know complicated okay so i'm not going to be doing a swap meet this year but i am going to have some great vendors that come out uh and, and there some of the, some of those vendors may have some parts for sale but it's not necessarily going to be a swap meet okay and you'll tip me off to any good deals locally oh, that I sure. can go and see while I'm there. Okay. Sounds as good. As long as I've had a look at them first. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't be too good a deal. <laughs> Lee's rejects for Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, while, we're, while we're on this topic, why don't you tell us um, where people can get information, uh, you know, finding out where to stay, all that kind of stuff. Um, what do you got going social media wise, website, all that stuff? Oh, we're having a little bit of a system glitch here. Um, connection is unstable. Uh, son of a gun. Oh, oh, there he is. He's back. There we go. Yeah, we had a little connection issue there. It kind of figured over the internet that might happen. So again, back to where can people get information? How can they stay up to date with you? What do you got going on? So right now, uh, the best places to kind of stay up to date are either Facebook or Instagram. Um, I have a website in the process right now, but it's not complete yet. Uh, so that's that's kind of that's the next big project. It's a It's a big undertaking to build a website. So it's I have some of the, the groundwork laid, but I still have to populate some stuff and, and, and I need some I need some help with that. So I'm bringing in some guys to help me, you know, build that. But right now, the Instagram is a great place. The Facebook page, Bad Living Roadshow on Facebook or at Bad underscore Living underscore Roadshow on Instagram. Um, that has any updates that I'm doing, anything that I'm doing with uh, 
any promotional stuff I'm doing, uh, any updates with the builds or with the show, I usually post. I usually post a reel or do something on there. Okay. Yep. What about places to stay and stuff? How how would somebody find out about Durham and the area? And well, you know? the sh- so as far as the show goes, I mean the the property uh, has it's a hundred acre property, so there's camping and everything on on the property. Okay. Um, there is there is this so. You haven't some some people that have been there before kind of understand the layout, but you haven't been there, so I'll kind of explain it to you. As you come into the property, there's kind of a main area which is the the you know what's called the frontier ghost town, and there's some old buildings there. There's an old saloon. There's some really cool features on the property, um, and then you go into the back, and there's kind of a large field in the back, which I'll have bikes and vendors back there. You go into the campground, which is a, a kind of a beautiful kind of rolling hill there with, uh, you know, nice treat areas and some flat spots for tents. And then there's a, an additional field even farther into the back that is, uh, it's not as visually nice, but it's nice and flat and it's a great place to put an RV or a trailer. So that's kind of what, what the, uh, the plan is right now is to throw the big stuff in the back tent, tent van or, or small trailer camping in the, in the main campground. And then the, the show goes on in the main part. Good, good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, just give us a quick idea, traveling distance. So let's say somebody wanted to stay in Stratford and ride out to the event or maybe stay in, uh, you know, Kitchener-Waterloo area, something like that. What, what kind of travel times are we looking at? From Kitchener, well, Kitchener-Waterloo, I'd say it's probably about an hour and a half, I want to say. About two hours, a little over two hours from Toronto is kind of how we, you know, how we range it. Okay. Um, Stratford, I'm not sure. Stratford, I, I can't. I can't remember which way you go from Stratford, but there's there is some smaller towns in and around there. If you know, if you wanted to motel it or something like that, there's some stuff. There's some stuff over in Hanover, which is pretty close, and uh, some of the other towns up there. It's kind of you're getting kind of into cottage country, so there's some nice little quaint motels and stuff rolling around there. And the ride is really nice as well. You know, you start getting up, getting up onto the Bruce Peninsula there. There's some really nice riding up there. Oh, cool! And the roads yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, the roads are, are very good. The roads are very good up there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, good, good. Um, well, you know, anything else that you wanted to tell us about with the show? Uh, I don't know. Not really. That's kind of that's that's kind of the show in a nutshell. I mean, it's unfolding as as kind of time goes on. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a big. I'm oh, doing I know. A big booth I know what you haven't the, uh, told us. What's the date? Oh, July nineteenth to the twenty first. 19th to yeah. the 21st. Okay. Yeah, July 19th to the 21st, 2024. So it's, uh, yeah, Friday, you know, load in for vendors and everything will be on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then kick out on Sunday. Okay, great. Yep. Good. Yep. Good. All right. Uh, well, what we'll do then is um, we have a thing. I, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet or anything. Um, we've only got three. I've been- I've seen some clips. <laughs> okay. We've only got three episodes out there so far. It's coming along. Uh, yep. This one will probably be, I'm going to guess, five weeks out from from being aired, but it'll go on yeah, YouTube yeah. And, uh, yep. and the podcast platforms. But something we do on, on the podcast, we've done right from episode one, that we like to have some fun with, is the rapid fire round. Okay. Uh, so I have some questions here for you. Most of them are, you know, yes, no, one word answers, pretty, uh, pretty simple stuff. 
but it'll give us some insight into Lee and uh, yep. might might stimulate some conversation. You never know. Or, <laughs> or it may shut the conversation right down. Uh, <laughs> you never know. So I'll, uh, I'll start. I'll fire some questions at you. Sure. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, steak or lobster? Both. <laughs> of course. But if you had to pick, Lee? Steak, for sure. Steak. Okay. Um, text or talk? A text. Text? Okay. Yeah. Front fender, yes or no? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Nah, something with peanut butter in it. Something with peanut butter. Good stuff. Uh, podcast or YouTube? Uh, probably YouTube, I would say. Okay. You like the video format? I yeah, 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 I do. Hand clutch or foot clutch? I got both. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. I like, <laughs> I like, uh, I like, I like a hand clutch for, uh, Anywhere I got to go with traffic, and I like a foot clutch for, for uh, rolling around on my own. Okay. Fair. Wide or skinny? What are we talking here? <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> uh, depends on how many margaritas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, morning or evening? Evening. Uh, do you play a musical instrument? Uh, I used to play a bit of guitar. I'm, I'm beyond rusty now. I'm in decay. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy guitar. I, I own guitars and they sit in a room usually adjacent to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it surprises me how many people collect guitars. Yeah. It's a very collectible thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Education or experience? Ooh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Describe your style in two words. Ooh. Dirty fancy. <laughs> Dirty fancy. Right on. Right on. <laughs> and finally, board games or video games? Video games. Video games? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, not, not much anymore, but if I, you know, I, I, I still, I'll still rock the PlayStation every once in a while when I, when I get the time. Very good. I'm in the yeah. same boat. I, yeah. I love it when I get time, but man, it's hard to find time. It's hard to find time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just kind of, I go back to some, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play a whole bunch of different stuff, but I just, it's hard to find the time to get into it. Right. Cool. Lee, I want to thank you. Uh, this is our first remote like this. Uh, yep. you know, it's been a, a bit of a challenge, but I'm really glad you jumped in and, and did this with us. Um, yeah. we're going to keep an eye on, on the bad living road show. My plan here, Karen and I are working on a trailer. We'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, I've yep. got a couple of different ideas. We're going to bring the Sportster down. Uh, our, our plan for next summer, uh, if it's okay to talk about some other shows, yeah. we're, we're planning to haul down to Bad Living, come yep. home, 
go back again in September for Friday the 13th, which yeah. I happen to think is a, a great show. Uh, I love Friday the 13th. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been to that in many years, but when I was younger, I went, I went to that. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we shipped the Sportster down there years ago, yep. uh, you know, what, six or seven years ago for the show and had a great time and we danced on the beach the practically hip played they're there pretty well yep. we've been there three times they've been there every time we've been there uh yep. so i i like that show and yep. the other show i want to hit because it should be that same weekend i think is uh the anniversary party at perth county moto yeah uh i really want to check that out that sounds like a great event so we're gonna <laughs> We're going to They'll be all settled into their new, new location by then, so it'll be quite yes. the thing. Yes. So Karen and I are planning on experiencing a whole bunch of that southwestern Ontario motorcycle, chopper, bobber kind of situation. And uh, yep. yeah, I think it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. So we'll be back and forth across the country with a trailer. Um, I, I wish I could ride back and forth each time, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't sometimes it's just it's not feasible much. with time yeah, just too much so that's what we've got planned we'll be seeing you a bunch in the summer we're going to talk to you again before that yeah that'd be uh, we'll great stay up to date on on instagram and everything and uh yep. we'll work with you as we get closer to showtime here yep sounds great any last thoughts anything you want to share with us appreciate you talking to me appreciate you taking some time to uh to go over the show and stuff you know i'm I'm really excited about it i i i hope other people are um i'm really putting a lot of of kind of who i who i am into it and uh and it's something that it's something that i really you know am passionate about and it's something that i really would like to see you know do well regardless of of really me doing it or not you know the culture i think is it's such a, a rich and profound culture and it's it's great here but i think that you know it has the opportunity to really you know touch so many different lives across canada and into the u.s i think it can yeah. be something really really great and, and and draw a lot of people in and 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 just be, be a place where people can come and, and get inspired to be involved in it and that's yes. that's really you know what, what i'm about you know that's right. that's my whole thing and, and why i do it and you nailed it. It's a great culture. It, it wonderful people, a lot of fun, uh, good companies involved. Uh, yep. yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff. So yep. I'll, I'll do my, uh, my closing plug, um, speed and color podcast and YouTube. Uh, for those of you who are listening, watching, uh, like subscribe, uh, send us your comments, give us some feedback. Uh, all of that is fair game. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lee, for joining us. And Thanks for uh, having me. we will all talk again soon. Thank you. Okay, man. That's a wrap. We're done. Right on. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that was a great conversation with Lee. I'm really looking forward to uh, to what he's doing down in Durham, Ontario there this summer. Uh, Karen and I, as I said, we're going to make the trip down. We're going to go to Bad Living. I want to see this, and I want to see all those super cool bikes in that southern Ontario area. 
Uh, Going to be lots of neat stuff there. So an update on Revolution Magazine. Um, Revolution Magazine is uh, is a magazine that's been around for a long time. Um, you know, lots of history there. Uh, something, I guess I'm just going to shoot from the hip here, but something interesting about the Canadian magazine industry is there is government grants and government support for Canadian publications. The idea is that these publications capture um, our our culture, uh, you know, our our community, uh, a snapshot in time of who we are and and what's going on. And Revolution Magazine has certainly been that for the motorcycle community, specifically the, the custom motorcycle community. Uh, and has received that government funding, and and that has helped Revolution stay in business and, and do it as long as it did. The previous owner uh, was very committed to the magazine and did a great job with it. The current owner, who took over in the last year or two, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, nice, nice man, gentleman, good guy. Uh, fell upon some uh, uh, some unfortunate circumstances uh, in 2023. Um, I won't go into details about what happened to him. That's not fair. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing physically happened to him. Uh, but there were a couple of life-changing events around him. Uh, and it has apparently left him in a state of, of depression that he's having a hard time getting out of. And, and I, I totally understand and I know that uh, with the pandemic, we're all much more sensitive to, you know, mental health and issues and all that kind of stuff. And it's fine. I, I, I don't want to seem like a hard ass, but um, we do have to carry on as well. Uh, I think when, you know, uh, when we have a responsibility um, to to our to our subscribers, to our community, to uh, heck, to the funding provided by the government for for a magazine to carry on, you know, there's people who who can help out and people who are willing to help out, uh, and I just find it really unfortunate that in this case. Um, this man is not reaching out for help, um, and is just trying to shoulder the load and not doing a very good job of it because nothing's happening. And, uh, it's really unfortunate to see Revolution Magazine not available, um, at this time. What his plans are, I have no idea. All all I know from people close to him is he's in a severe state of depression uh, he can't do anything. He can't function. Uh, he has, I guess, no interest in getting the magazine out right now. Uh, and that's that's where it's at. What his plans are for the future. Can he revive it? Can he bring it back? I mean, he's only missed a couple episodes. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, the community would, for the most part, support him. I, I know I would try to again. And I have reached out to him by email and had no response to uh to my messages so i really i really don't know what's going on there 
you know, locally here in, in Calgary, um, you know, I, I will say that I, I feel sorry. I apologize uh, to anybody who, who feels they've been wronged or anything by the magazine going away with no notice. Uh, you know, it, it's a shame. And I know some things were done last summer and we tried to promote and, and have a good time. And we, you know, I know contributors who have photographs and articles lined up for the magazine that they're just sitting on because they don't know what to do with them. Uh, they can't get any response. And, and of course, they certainly can't be paid for their work or anything. Um, it's just a very unfortunate situation. So that's what I know about Revolution. For now, it is not available. Um, like I say, the website is still up, but there's no response to messages. Don't know where it's going. I will keep you up to date. Um, we'll keep you informed on anything that I find out. On, on the same topic, but, but a different aspect of that topic, I will say that one thing I have learned uh, in my years is we are surrounded by good people. Um, all of us are. There, there's lots of good people. And, and we live in a great place. The world is wonderful. Uh, yes, there are challenges. I don't want to sound like I don't know what's going on in the world. But for the most part, uh, life is a really good experience. And if you have struggles with something, and I'm not a psychologist or a therapist or anything like that. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. So you, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if you're struggling with something, if you're struggling with, you know, loss of, of a friend or a family member or some other significant life change, you know, please reach out to the people around you. Don't, don't try and hold it all in. Don't try and and harbor it all for yourself and and gee whiz don't let your business go down the tubes because you can't get out of bed uh you know don't let don't let don't let your assets don't let what you've worked for in life slip away because you know something's happened and it's uh, it's got you down I, like i say i think all of us have people around us that we can reach out to, ask for some help, ask for some support. Um, for myself, uh, and I won't go into great detail, it, it really doesn't matter, but I lost my dad as a young man. Uh, my wife left me after 26 years, which was devastating. Um, my son died in 2022 at, at just 30 years old uh, in a tragic accident. And... Uh, I understand that these things happen to us, but I also understand that I needed to lean on the people around me. I hope that you will lean on the people around you to get through whatever challenge you're facing. So that's, that's my, that's my feel good message. Um, and you know, as I say, I am, I am not a psychologist or a therapist, but heck, I don't care if you call me up to talk about it, uh, you know, uh, or send me a note. I, we just, I want you to know that we all have people around us who can help us out. That's it for now. 
Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, hope you enjoyed the update on, on Revolution. And uh, we will see you again very soon. Thanks for watching.